so we just watched Fast and the Furious. Yeah. The classic. The Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. Yes. Not... Fast the, and Furious. Which is a terrible movie. I disagree, but it's not on the same caliber anyways. No. Are any of the sequels really on the same caliber? Tokyo Drift is still my number one favorite of really? the whole series. It's definitely my least favorite one. Least oh, favorite? Least yeah. favorite. Probably, Even over yeah. like four or six? Uh, okay, maybe not or, six, but... Or seven or eight. Seven was less bad than six or four. I disagree. But I will... Four, four is pretty bad. I, um, okay, so I thought seven was okay. There were good cars in number seven, but the eight, eight number eight was just the worst. I didn't. See, I have not seen eight. After Paul Walker died, I stopped watching. Yeah, well, that's kind of the way I felt about it. But now that they're like actively making the ninth one, and the Hobbs thing just came out. Yeah, I, Sean I heard. Hobbs. I heard that they. Oh, it are divorcing terribly. them so that now yeah. the Hobbs and Shaw's the crazy action espionage stuff and that is we'll exactly get back to cars. That is exactly what they're doing. I hope so. But Hobbs and Shaw has not made the budget back yet. Oh. Apparently I'm not close enough to the mic. No, just just talk this way when you talk. That's okay, all. Okay, whatever. Anyways. You don't like Tokyo Drift though. Let's it, talk about that. It's just not it's not any of the original characters. Han is the only good part of the movie. That does put a lot of people off. It's it's like there's no I don't I, I don't and never really have cared very much about drifting. I mean, okay, yes to all those things, but the cars that are in it are the best of all the movies. Mm, yeah. Uh, yes. The culture that you the active car culture is more realistic and more believable than all of the rest of the movies. Um, the the dream life, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, living in a shop and, like, you know, two doors down from a strip club or whatever it is that... <laughs> what's his name? Uh, what, Sean. No, what's the black guy's name? Oh. Lil Bow Wow. Lil Bow Wow. Oh, yeah. When he, like, takes him down, like... He goes, like, through two doors, and they're, like, in, like, a crazy VIP strip club or whatever. I don't know, man. Hulk car. Yeah. The Volkswagen, <laughs> um... It doesn't It's not matter. a Polo. It's, no. uh... I can It literally doesn't matter. <laughs> it does it's amazing. <laughs> so, this movie, like, launched... A whole generation of car people, yeah, and had some, in my opinion, like both very positive and very negative cultural ramifications. Like, yeah, this movie kind of is responsible for a lot of really, 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 really bad car modifications for a long time. Um, but also, it got like you know, it mainstreamed car modification. Yeah, it, it's a new generation of hot rodding. Yeah, it's it's the new um, American graffiti. Mm-hmm. What American graffiti was back in the seventies or mm-hmm. late sixties. I've never seen American graffiti. It's good. You should watch it. it has I have seen Corvette Summer. I have not seen that. So in my mind, this was kind of like a, a like a my generation Corvette Summer, because you know um, what it actually is. It's Point Break with cars. Is cop infiltrates a group of extreme people that also do criminal things. 
but then also falls in love with the criminal lifestyle. And becomes one of them. And becomes one of them. So it's it's literally that. Okay. But instead of Keanu Reeves, we get Paul Walker. So, take from that what you will. Yeah. R.I.P. Paul Walker. Yeah. Take Ke- him from us Keanu, too soon. Keanu Reeves will live forever. Yeah. <laughs> I am Keanu Dracula. <laughs> Have you guys seen um, Always Be My Maybe? It's a Netflix movie that came out pretty recently, but Keanu Reeves is in it for like 10 minutes, and it's like the most epic... I've heard of this. It's yeah, the most Wong. epic Keanu Reeves I've ever seen. It's, Always be my maybe. I it's Ali I'm, Wong. It's Ali yeah, Wong's yeah. Netflix movie. And uh, uh, Jim, the Asian Jim from oh, The it, Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I scrolled past that the other night. I it's pretty good. You should get to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu, she like dates Keanu Reeves at one point, and he's playing like a hyper version of himself. <laughs> and he's just like, just it's it's really it's so good. Things. It's really funny. It's so good. <laughs> That's great. I, uh, I don't know. This, this movie, like, I, I just feel like we're still seeing the, se- the, the, the ramifications of this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, in all of the, all of the car shows like, and things like that. And everyone currently under 40 had, that's a car person, has had to have been impacted by this movie in mm-hmm. some form. Because, like, this movie came out in 01. Which for us was middle school, early middle school. I didn't. I didn't see it until the second one was also available in home. Okay, so like two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, probably, maybe oh five. Probably oh five. Which is which is even more of an impactful time for us because oh five issues when we were roughly getting our drivers. Our, yes. Either our driver's license or a learner's permit. Correct. I got my license in two thousand. Six, I want to say no, because yeah, because I drove myself to see Tokyo Drift, which reset came out in two thousand six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, you might have been out of the room, but there, I was talking earlier, but there's a um, deleted scene that Jordan and I were watching, where they're all like, um, they're all sitting. We we mentioned it. They're all sitting around the super with their shirts off. Yeah, you talked about it. So they're they're talking about like about their first time driving. That's like what they're talking about. And so like everybody tells their story about their first time driving and at the end Vin Diesel has this great line about how like everybody every every person lives or every driver lives two lives, two lives. It's, you lived a life until you started driving and then you live a second life after you start driving. Okay. It's just is really it's it pretty corny. It's pretty corny, but it's this really great line. That speaks it's, some truth. Yeah. yeah. Because there was, I mean, like, I, I had certain aspirations and desires before I got into cars, and mm-hmm. then afterwards, like, Game afterwards, over. everything changed, yeah. yeah. Um, my wallet will never be the same. Nope. R.I.P. This, this is why we are all poor. Yep. If we had invested money in, like... Anything else, anything literally. Else, <laughs> we would have money now. But uh, no. It's just an endless pit into which you throw your money and yeah. time and effort. So, but we're not as bad as boats or planes. Wow. So I I remember in my senior year of high school, having seen Tokyo Drift. Um, previous and then so like I showed up to senior high school and there was a person there, uh, Joel Donovan, and he had a car that I really liked. I remember seeing it. It was blue. Um, it was just. 
appealing to me. It was um, just the the shape of the car was appealing to me. So we got to talking about it, and he was talking about Fast and Furious, and like, oh yeah, you remember the orange car? And I was like, yeah, it was like a Supra, right? And he was like, yeah, well this is also a Supra. And I was like, oh man, is this like a newer one? Because it was, in my mind, way better looking than the orange one from the first one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, actually, this is an older one. Um, his was a um, 90, 90 maybe? Um, it was the facelifted version of the MA70. And so I was like, you know, that, that, that's why the Supra was my first car. My, the first car that I bought myself was an MA70. It was an 87. Um, but I, I, I saw his, we got to talking about it. He told me that this is basically the same car as the one from the Fast and the Furious. And I was like, well, that's amazing. I figured out via Craigslist that I could afford one and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Um, the Supra was my first car it was my fourth car and then again like my ninth or tenth car (laughs) you're due for another one i know i aspire to own another i feel like prices are going up though they are definitely so are prices on fcs man but we'll talk about that another time i don't know i was in high school i like i didn't i was terrified of getting my driver's license because i didn't want to have that much responsibility on my hands but you know you kind of have to i was desperate to have my driver's license because i was i was working two different jobs at that point so like i had to like every everywhere i went i was waiting for somebody like either my mom or um luke's brother joel was who i rode to school with most days so i was just inconvenient and aggravating Mm. yeah I was I was like I I really liked Mini Coopers for a long time like that was my first like car that I saw that I was like oh man like in the Italian job yeah like Mini Cooper S I was like dude that's sweet like a supercharged like little fun handling car that would be fun and then I like kind of went from that and then went to the extreme where like I remember senior year I was all about the Lotus Elise like I wanted it (laughs) so bad and then I got out of high school and I bought an MR2, which is like the same, the budget version, but different. Same, same, different, different. Yeah. So, I think that the the movie that got me more into cars more than this movie was actually Gone in sixty seconds. The Nick Cage, the Nicholas Cage Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah. That car, that film came out a year before this one, um, and like. I don't even remember when I saw him first, but I that's what made me fall in love with Mustangs and I always wanted a Mustang after that. Yeah, for sure. The yeah. Eleanor. Yeah. It's um, just so iconic in that movie. Mm-hmm. I will say that uh uh what's her name? Oh man. From what movie? From Gone in Sixty Seconds. Angel Angel Angelina with blonde dreadlocks. dreadlocks. The blonde dreadlocks. So weird. That that only added to my like desire to be in this culture. Like after after seeing The Fast and the Furious with um, uh, Dom and Letty in the garage and like they're having this romance and then what's her name in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds what was her name in Andrew, the movie oh who knows it was um it's, it's something corny like Phoenix or like yeah I was gonna say Phoenix but uh, anyways gosh Cypher like, yeah. something <laughs> stupid <laughs> that like only added to the romanticism of the culture for me I'm still waiting for that to culminate nope 
Although I gotta tell you, uh, last night I was out in the, I was out in the driveway doing the transmission flush on the Forerunner. Uh huh. And I could hear from RIR the drift. I guess there was a drift event going on because I could oh, hear it. Oh yeah, that yeah. was uh, night two again. Yeah. I could um, hear it like up until like ten or eleven o'clock. They were going. Yeah. I was just out in the driveway and I could just Man. hear turbocharged. Wah, 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 wah. Like, I was I was trying to be at that to take some pictures for free candy because I haven't updated that for a long time. But, like, I got home last night, and I immediately fell asleep. Mm. Yeah. So, I'm an old man, I guess. I don't know. That's what happens. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. The uh, Nicolas Cage Gone in 60 Seconds it has a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. It's a terribly rated movie. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. It's not, I mean, it's not Everything a good Everything that movie, he's been terrible. in. No, Nick, Nicolas Cage in general. Is cancer for reviews. Horribly reviewed. Matchstick Man was good. Matchstick Man is awesome. That's a great movie. That's my favorite Nick Cage movie, I think. Have you seen that movie? Nope. He's oh, a con man. It's he's, he's so a, He's good. a con man with, like, gen, like debilitating OCD. And, like, it. it's Nick Cage, so he plays it, like, perfectly. It's amazing. What's the one with you and McGregor and Jim Carrey? Sway. Her name is Sway. Her name... Oh, 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 going back to... Uh, Angelina uh, Jolie. <laughs> is that what Clay's first supercharged 8-6's Sway, name? No, uh, yeah, the Sway, the... Yeah, Sway, Sway yeah, Sway. that's right. Her yeah, name is Sway. Sway, yeah. Because he had that sticker that I thought was so... I mean, I love that sticker he had on the corner of his windshield that said, uh, to the Batmos Sway. <laughs> Vinnie Jones' character in that movie was named Sphinx. Uh, so. Oh, okay, alright. Yeah. Sway. Sway and Sphinx. Man. Gosh. Classic. Yeah. But man, like, I don't even know where to, like, where to go with this. Like, I don't know. It, was, it, it had such, like, and it wasn't just this movie. It was the whole series. I don't know if we're going to do each movie in well, the series, but I, I feel like... No, I don't think we should do all of them. No. That would be redundant. Yeah. But I so, feel like the the Fast and the Furious series in general was was so. Well, I mean, so I can so for myself, anyways, you know, I played. Um, I was playing Need for Speed Underground before I had seen this movie. I I I don't remember exactly when or where I saw the movie for the first time, but I do know that me and Luke Settle were playing Need for Speed Underground. Before I had ever seen this movie, so I like I had some relationship to the car culture world, and then this movie sort of like grounded everything for me. It like made that connection between like the ethereal and real life, where like you know, because Underground was like video games. It wasn't. It wasn't true. It was fiction. And then it's the same style as this very much. Right. Well, that's yeah. And then the movie like literally transposed it from graphics. From a video game into real life. See, for me, it's the it's that, but exactly the opposite. Where it's like, okay, I watched the Fast and the Furious movies, and I'm really into this. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, then uh, Need for Speed Underground comes out. And it's like, wow, I can actually do stuff with this myself. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's just on a game, not in real life, it's like it's like that next step of interaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, crap, you know, now I graduated high school I have a job <laughs> I have I have some money that I can spend and actually get a real car and start yeah. doing it for real and I feel like the combination of like all these movies we've talked about The Fast and Furious Gone 60 Seconds Italian Job 
all coming out around the same time, plus Need for Speed and all the, the various racing video games mm-hmm. coming out like at the exact point that we're getting our driver's licenses as mm-hmm. teenagers yeah. mm-hmm. is like the perfect combination of atmosphere to create a yeah. whole culture of car enthusiasts. Yeah. Which it, it obviously did. Yeah. I don't know when Underground 2 was released. Oh, four, I think. Okay. Because I might have actually played Underground 2 before I even played... Or before I even saw this movie. Oh, man. No, I, I played... So I played Underground 1 a whole bunch. Uh, and then when Underground 2 came out, I couldn't afford to buy the game. So I rented it from Blockbuster like Blockbuster. five times. Nice. I just rented it over and over and over again. Man, I love that game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Need for Speed Underground Two was released in November of two thousand four. Yep. Because it came out. Yeah, it's the same. Same time Halo Two came out. So like Halo Two was my priority, and then I was like Underground Two was was the next big thing for that year. Yeah. Yeah, so I probably played both of those games before I ever saw this movie. Um, you didn't see, so you didn't see the first movie until well into high school. I did not know. That's correct. I didn't see the first movie until I, I saw the first movie, uh, the first the uh, um, Fast and Furious movie, and then I saw the second Fast and Furious. Like I saw the first one. I don't remember where, and then I do remember going to Blockbuster to get the second one. Because I had heard that the third one was coming out. Oh. So, it was probably 2005 or 2006 when I saw all of these, like, around the same time. Um, I remember watching them, because Mitchell had the first one on VHS (laughs) at his house. And, like, and we watched it all the time. And I think we watched Too Fast. He got Too Fast, Too Furious as well. I think also on VHS, and we watched both of those just nonstop. Yeah, and then Tokyo Drift came out, and yeah, I, I, that's like I think that was my biggest, most distinct memory of this series was how excited Mitchell was the over the fact that the third one was going to be about drifting in Japan. Yeah, um, yeah I remember. I remember. Um, I remember that I knew what the RX-8 was. I was acutely aware of the RX-8 at that point. Uh, I had... Let's see, that was 2006. Maybe I had already had my RX-7 at that point, my first one. I definitely had the Supra at that point. So, I, I don't remember if I had had the RX-7 at that point or not. But I was I was aware of the RX-8, and I knew that it was a cool car. Little did I know how terrible it would be. <laughs> uh, so when What's-Her-Name in the Tokyo Drift movie was driving an RX-8 it was like that's actually like not not only is it a neat factory car but like mm-hmm. this is you know a culture car you know and yeah the 350Z was a big car at that point too which oh, was yeah. also like relatively very powerful at the time for, for a V6 small well handling car right so like, that was like my favorite car for a long time. Like when yeah. that car was new, I loved yeah. that thing. I think it's still a pretty decent power for money. I still yeah, have a budget car. Because what is it like two hundred eighty horsepower or something? Something like that. And uh, I just remember loving how it looked because when it came out, there was nothing else that looked even remotely similar to it at the time. I suppose that's true. I never really much cared for the RX eight, honestly. Even when it was brand new. I thought, it, like, the taillights and stuff looked cool, and, like, the design of it was kind of... 
ultra modern, but eh, it just it's whatever. Something about that era of Mazdas really grabbed me for some reason. Well, they're coming out with like like it sounds really dumb, but like just their their headlight and taillight designs on yeah like, yeah they're super super like intricate for the time mm-hmm. compared to everything else. Futuristic. Yeah. I still think that the the Mitsubishi Eclipse. I keep I keep wanting to say Talon. I'm more familiar with Talons for some reason than I am Eclipses. Probably because of Steve Gwynn. Yeah. Um but like DSMs in general, there's like there's like automotive culture and then there's like a tiny subculture that exists in their own universe of DSM enthusiasts. It's like um what would you even compare it to? I would compare it it's to like the, it's like you have it's like you have goths and then you have BDSM, you know what I mean? A, it's a sub subculture. <laughs> it's a sub subculture. I was gonna go it's for like an for underground like, subculture. For there's metal and then there's you know okay then there's you know <laughs> yeah it's just it's just another whatever you have to now. you have to really you have to really love nuts and bolts to want to be a DSM enthusiast. Yeah. You have to really enjoy fixing broken things a lot to be into those cars. Yeah. But when they're working, they're very fast. I agree with that. I think that it was um, a ballsy move for them to feature uh, an Eclipse. Twice. Hmm? This is too fast. Oh, yeah, too fast. Okay. Well, okay. But that wasn't a DSM. No. Technically. That, that uh, Eclipse is a giant pile of garbage. <laughs> but it also was very fast for what it was at the time. Was it? It was, actually. There was no turbo option. No, but the V6 was I don't like think they even got the V6 until the next generation. The one that he drove, the convertible, yeah. in Too Fast, Too Furious, was a V6. Was it? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, the really ugly purple gradient thing? Yes. Yeah. Which had factory wheels on it until... He came onto the scene and he was like, "What is this garbage? We need chromies, bro. Twenty-inch chromies." Yeah. He's yeah. so stupid. <laughs> such so a stupid. Such an ugly car. Oh, whatever. You guys are haters. I yeah. am. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad 100%. car. Hundred percent. I hate it too. It's not a, a lot car. of the cars I, in that movie. I really are hate really it. Ugly. Uh, I love that pink S two thousand though. That pink S two thousand is great. Really? Think. Yeah, it's great. Wow. I don't think any of the cars in the first few scenes of that movie are any good at all besides the R34. So that definitely takes the cake. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like even the Supra... To, to this day, the R34 GTR is like... It has such a special place in my heart. I love that car so much. Like That one specific one? No, just, just R34 GTR yeah. in general. I, I think it's like one of the best looking cars ever it's very boxy and i like 80s boxy cars it's a very car looking car yeah and it's just it's perfect i agree it's so good i would agree with that and i will never ever ever be able to afford one not anymore nope mark my words it's gonna be over 100 grand when they get here finally believe that wholeheartedly yeah good ones yeah well i don't think they're gonna bring a whole lot of bad ones here well you but i mean like I mean, are we specifically talking about GTRs? Not necessarily. Because I, I feel like you know, like they'll bring over R thirty four sedans or DTSs. I feel like know? on the with the R thirty four generation specifically, the 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 wide body from the from the GTR makes a, even more of a difference visually than in previous generations. Like the a plain like 
R34 Skyline sedan looks way more boring than like an even an R32 sedan or something like that. Okay. Like I, I feel like the difference is bigger. Have you ever seen an R33 sedan? No. Is that boring as crap? I challenge you to spot the difference between an R33 sedan and a Maxima. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. There was a time in the early 2000s, the Sentra SER mm. had like a factory body kit with these huge fog lights on it. Yeah. And I thought that in the back of my head, like me, pre-knowing anything about cars, me, thought that the front end on that looked very similar to a body kit that they made for an R33 GTR. I forget which body kit it was, but like there was a... In my head, I was always like, oh, it looks kind of like a GTR, but even though it definitely didn't. Okay. But, like, young me definitely thought that. So, like, are, you, are you, like, think you see an MR2, but it's a Ford Probe yeah. style? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I always thought that the uh, Sentra SER, with the one that you're talking about with the big fog lights, yeah, always reminded me of, like, a Lancer Evo 4, maybe? I could see that. With the big rally lights on the front mm-hmm. of it. So for a while... I remember every time I saw an SCR, I was thinking like, wow, they imported that from Japan. That's really cool. And then no. later, much later, <laughs> I found out that that was just a Nissan Sentra. So in the second one, I know we had never gotten an Evo here before. And so like having an Evo in a movie was a big deal. So like what? The one in Tokyo Drift? No. Or are you talking about? Too Fast and Furious yeah, drives okay. like a yellow Evo. Mm-hmm. But... So was that like to announce, like I know it was a product placement thing, was that to announce the launch of the Evo in the US, basically? Like I thought you would know more about Me? that than I did. I don't know. Yeah. Why would I know more? I don't know, you know things. No, I mean, was it even new at that point? Yeah, like I think they came out in the movie before it came out. Because the, the Eclipse was not really new by the time that movie came out. Um, too yeah. fast, too furious... Too, too fast, fast for y'all. <laughs> Jinx, you both owe me a beer. I already... Well, there's plenty of pibbers in there. I'm drinking your pibbers right now. Corey's <sighs> leaving, so... Nope. <laughs> you need a beer, I owe you. Okay. <laughs> Alright, Too Fast, Too Furious came out in 2003. So the Lancer Evo 7 came out in... I thought that was White Claw. White Claw? I thought there was White Claw in the fridge. Man. I don't think there's White Claw in my fridge. That would be super tragic. Alright, the Lancer... Ah, oh, no, God. It took me to the whole Evo page. You're good at that tonight. I don't. Just... Oh, snap. Billy Jew just posted on Facebook hinting that he blew his engine in his 240. No. Uh, oh, no, so sad. Time for a VQ. Okay. The Lancer Evo 7, okay. which we had here, began production in 2001. Okay. So, no. So, no, it was not to... It, it might have been to sort of raise awareness, but probably not to announce the fact that it was available. Okay. I just remember that a lot of people were making a really big deal out of the yeah. fact that that was in the movie. Um, <laughs> okay. So there's actually, a, at the bottom of the Evo 7 Wikipedia page, is a line that says, 
One of the producers claimed that they used the 2002 Mitsubishi Lancer OZ Rally Edition in the film Too Fast, Too Furious as the car driven by Paul Walker's character. Okay. So that's... The OZ Rally Edition is a front-wheel drive, basically yeah. base model mm-hmm. uh, Lancer. So, <laughs> that's interesting to note. Didn't they have a version of the Lancer for the equivalent generation of the Evo 10 that was basically the WRX to the Evo's STI, where it was still all-wheel drive, still turbo, but not pumped up to the Evo level? I forget what they called it. I don't have any idea. Oh. I don't know enough about the Evo. Um, ever since they brought one onto Mighty Car Mods, though, the, I've been you, feeling it. Are you referring to Too Sexy? No, no, no. Um... Marty has a Evo 9. Oh, it's like his daily driver now, right? With the DSG? Or the mm-hmm. No, 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 not the 10. He's got a... Is it an 8, maybe? Oh, he bought a, a, a real Evo? He bought a, a real Evo. Oh, yeah, they've yeah. been modding it for... They've actually been off of it for a few episodes now. I haven't been keeping up. I, oh, I went man. I went back and started rewatching through their, like... Their Outback sedan build. To get caught up. Where they like took oh. they took the two outbacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the Evo before that though. I, I think. I just keep up with the mirror build. The mirror is pretty cool. They've been doing that again. Yeah. Have you seen the new episodes yeah. of that? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, he might have an eight, but I think it was a nine. It was before the DSG. He also had the DSG bullcrap one, and he hated it. That's he, what they he stated yeah. that. But then at the same time as they were tracking. That versus Moog's Golf versus Too Sexy, then they brought out the new Evo. I think I think it's an eight. Okay. Um, that's Marty. The seven, eight, nine all look very similar. They are the same car. Yep. Oh, I thought we would have more to say about this movie. I I mean we said all we need to say really I think during the movie. Yeah. I mean the whole series though, just in general, I just have so many fabulous memories of going to see all of the rest of them together you know I went uh, I can't remember which one it was it was the fifth one I went to see with Vance on opening night and there was like all sorts of people out you know at, at uh, Bowtie and it was when I had the uh, the turbo exhaust on the Miata huh. it was yeah. basically just that a straight wasn't, pipe that wasn't the fifth one that was at least the seventh one it was no, not the seventh one. No, the seventh one was when for the seventh one was the one Paul Walker died. So they had the huge car show. Oh, true facts. That's right. We went to see that one at um, at Bowtie. Also, the I went to huge. see it. I went to see it with a huge group at the one off Broad Street, which is West Tower. West Tower. That's correct. That's the best theater to see a, a big release opening weekend because nobody goes. It's there. usually yeah. empty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we went with a huge crew to go see that one. The one at like Bowtie. Paul Walker Memorial cruise and drive in. Oh, no, the car show at Bowtie was enormous. Yeah. Huge. I remember that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but anyways, we went with the fifth one. Um, and like when you're, we were waiting to get in line out of like to leave the theater right in front of the theater, like Vance like was in the Miata with me and he said something like really snarky like, how come I don't hear your exhaust too? I was like, okay. And I just put my foot on the floor. There's, wah, 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 right against the wall. And he was like, oh, okay, never mind. 
That was a super obnoxious. obnoxious oh yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was real bad. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. But it was loud. It was very loud. <laughs> That's why it was obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like I rode with somebody to go see that one, and I know that I rode with Bob Foley and his R thirty two to go see the seventh one for the Paul Walker Memorial Cruise in or whatever it was, and. I don't know. I, I didn't have a cool car for any of these movie releases. The cool movie releases, the FC was down. You know, bomb bomb all the time. Yeah. The various other neat cars that I had weren't running for whatever reason. So, the the uh, seventh one was great. They had that huge car show. The whole parking lot was full of cars, and then we all got like. Um, we all got movie posters and something else, I forget. Uh, I think it was the Remember the Buster stickers or something. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We got all got movie posters and Remember the Buster stickers. And then they did like a... I don't even really know what to call it. They they asked for donations to Paul Walker's charity. Mm-hmm. Like, at, you know, before the before the movie started and everything. And they, did a, they did a little moment of silence for him and it was... Uh, there was like a... Oh, we all cried through the whole movie. Oh, dude, that, that last scene of Furious 7, I was... Yeah, oh my god. Out. I was just beside there could, myself. There couldn't be a more perfect song either. Oh my gosh. Song, oh time, my god. Every time I hear that song on the radio... Yep. Uh, yep. See you again. No, I don't turn it up. I, I turn, turn it off. Next, next station. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't handle it. I uh, cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I going with this? I had oh, and then and then they they like re-released the first one too, uh, with like an added five minute scene with Vin Diesel at the beginning talking about Paul Walker. Yeah, I went to see that in theaters. They they re-released it in select theaters. I was uh, I went I think we went together because I had, it popped up on my Facebook memories not that long ago. Really? Because I took a picture of the scene when that very first shot when the eclipse rolls into the frame. Uh, I took a picture of that. Yeah. And posted it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, that was, was. I cried real hard through that movie. I don't. I don't know. Who is Paul Walker really? I mean, he's just a guy. But for some reason, Brian like, Earl Spillner. He defined serial killer. He liked to find my lifestyle, though, yeah. right? And I don't know if I ever had a role model. I guess that'd be it. I mean, and he was nobody like, who's ever died, ever touched me in such a way. Well, I got, like family members, obviously. But no, like famous c- people. Yeah, no, like yeah. celebrity. Yeah, celebrities. No celebrity death has ever moved me in such a way as as Paul Walker. Hearing yeah. about Jesse Combs this week was pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, that's a true fact. That's really bad. That's a true fact. All Girls Garage was uh, one of my favorite shows. And all her for stuff a while. on like Overhaul. Overhaul, yeah, yes. for sure. Overhaul was so. Overhaul was Horse, such a was good she on show. Horsepower TV or something like that for a while? Or so, something on something else on the that that channel. She had another show she was on. I can't remember. Um, I she mean, was she was on Mythbusters for a while when mm-hmm. Carrie was out for really? having baby. Yeah, yeah, when she was on maternity leave, it was Jesse um, Combs. No kidding. On Mythbusters, yeah. Okay. She's a biotech grad. Mm-hmm. Very cool. She's been on like a million of the podcasts I listen to. Mm-hmm. She's just mm-hmm. like super cool. I was really sad to hear this. She's she very influential to like the female movement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. There there are others now also, but. She was one of the first. She was one of the main ones. I think that that's a uh, a major loss for sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it still didn't affect me nearly as much as Paul Walker. That's true. Sure, that's true. Sure. Well, so no, what's I, next? 
for for the podcast for beer backfire we've been talking about having somebody on to promote local autocross and track i'd like to events. have I'd, I'd like to have uh have that happen we could do that or we could uh i know in two weekends from now i'm doing the big two-day track event at dominion and adam will be there and uh, I think a couple other people we know might be there. Uh, Eric, Eric Madsen, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, if we wanted to try to do this like up somewhere at the track, like do some sort of track okay. thing, that'd be cool. If not, also cool. Maybe, what's his name will be there at that event. That would be a good one to push. I don't, I don't think he will be. He doesn't do track track stuff. He doesn't. Oh, he doesn't just autocross. Just autocross. Just VMS okay. autocross. But I'd also like to have our, our four-wheeling friend on uh matthew davis yeah 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 he's he's um yeah so he he also works on like big equipment too like cat he i think he works actually for cat yeah for kind of a which would be an interesting aspect to have Mm -hmm. so what we need from you guys is to get on the facebook page and give us some feedback we could do a review of too fast too furious we could do a live track event podcast from Dominion or we could do a another in-house small podcast with Matthew Davis and maybe talk about some VMSC events coming up with some vouchers for giveaways yeah uh, or we could do all the above <laughs> not at the same time obviously. not at the same, same time, time. Let's, but, let us know what you want to hear next yeah give us give us some ideas hit us up on Facebook or we do have an email address uh, beerbackfire at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, hit us up there with comments or concerns or complaints or money or that'd be good <laughs> <laughs> yes we have a paypal account beer no we don't no we don't for real <laughs> hit us up on patreon no. oh god <laughs> We're not there yet. Crowdfund uh, this. Uh, we are not there yet. No. But if we are one day, I do vow that every dollar we receive will only go towards better audio equipment. And lawnmower racing. And lawnmower racing. <laughs> I was going to say beer, but, you know, that works too. We, we kind of just discovered that... Lawnmower <laughs> racing at, at Clayton's like property would be I had a dream that we put an LS3 in a lawnmower <laughs> like three or four nights ago my dude <laughs> dude it would just be idling and you take the club yeah. off it just doesn't work <laughs> oh. oh god um, so let us know what you want to hear next Yeah, we won't make it happen but we'll try something Oh, yeah, We're over okay. 700 uh, downloads now. Yeah? Yep. Cool. Which is nice. I'm sorry that you guys, the 700 of you guys have listened to this podcast. It's probably like the same five people, just... 700 times? Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Which Good for fine. you guys. Props. Somebody's listening somewhere. That's all that really matters. And we appreciate, too. Yep. Yeah. Just reach out and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> say something. <laughs> Say something I can't oh my gosh. Everything's a song. That song. Everything's a song. That song is almost as bad as. Oh, it's until I see you again. See you again. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Um, do you guys wanna? Yeah. Well, uh, so 
If you want to get in touch with us, of course, we're at Beard Back, Beard Backfire on Facebook, beardbackfire at gmail.com. My Instagram is Savedro88. You can also find me at Free Candy Media and at the bottom of the lake down your street. What? <laughs> <laughs> Living in a van down by the river. No, it's C. Creham on Instagram, as always, for pictures of good food and ripped pants. And I might have some more to add to the ripped pants category <laughs> in the next couple of days. I heard a seam break the other day, and I have, I have, I have yet to find it. Run borrowed time. She's literally hanging on by a thread. Bated breath, folks. Just, just waiting for that next one. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at The Daily Downshift, and my blog is thedailydownshift.blogspot.com. Uh, email us at beardbackfire.gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Beer and Backfire Podcast. And that's all I got. That's the show. In the way for it. It was ridiculous. It was just like a big green ball. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I tried to hold it. <laughs> if we were on a board, all of the red lights would be on right now. Max. Max Peak. Oh man. Oh, boy. That was well, really funny. you all have a wonderful evening. No, that's, afternoon. that's the end. Good We're night. done. The, that burp was the end. <laughs>